right, welcome everyone. Thanks for joining us for a new month, a new little mini season within a season as we're just getting started with the month of June, with summer, exploring some themes that um, I like to think really meet the moment of, you know, especially in uh, some parts of the world, how we really orient ourselves towards summer. You know, we might live in areas where this time of year is a bit brief. <laughs> and so there can be this intensity to really feel that we have to get the most out of this season, right? What does that look like? Um, and so, you know, we're going to spend some time this month exploring the concept of time and using the lens of summer as a way to help illuminate that in a way that perhaps in maybe slower times we wouldn't notice as much. So to get started with today's practice, let's go ahead and just do our little, what I like to call the check-in sit. Just getting nice and settled wherever you're at and consciously making this a, a shift into the noticing and the settling. You know, so even if you've been sitting for a little bit or uh, have been getting things arranged as you would like them today at the tea table in your area, just really consciously coming now to begin your practice. So allowing any movement that the body needs to make to just arise, any settling, making yourself nice and comfortable where if you're sitting, if you're sitting in a chair, consciously putting both feet on the floor rather than crossing the ankles, really noticing the sensation of the feet on the floor. You like wiggle the toes even a little bit. It's kind of like sliding up a scale from the pinky toe to the big toe and then the big toe back down to the pinky toe. And do that a couple times, just see how much sensation you notice just in your toes. Like rock around a little bit on the ball mouth of the foot. Going to the outside edge of the feet and on the heel. Helping the feet to wake up this important surface area of the body that makes the direct contact with the earth throughout our day throughout so many moments of each day. Bring our full awareness to that point of contact. Once you feel like you've had a nice little warm up or wake up at the feet, just allow them to be still. Notice that transition from a little bit of movement to stillness pattern of creating some light tension in the muscles and then releasing it. And now let's do something similar with our hands. Let's first bring our hands together directly in front of the heart in prayer position. And notice if you can bring them together as lightly as possible. 
It's like they're just barely touching. They're not leaning into each other, it's just very lightly touching. And then in a similar way we did with our toes, sort of work our way up the scale with the fingertips and press the two pinkies together a little bit more firmly. And then pressing the ring fingers together. Middle fingers, see if you can only feel that in the middle fingers. See if the other fingers can soften and relax as we do this. First finger. Two thumbs. See if you can do all of the fingers and the thumbs, but not the palms, just the fingers. Pressing them to each other, creating a little smushing, a little sensation. And now very slowly and softly ease that back. So they're just lightly touching again. Now smush the palms, smush the, the root knuckles of each finger, outside edge of the hand, big fluffy part at the base of the thumb, smush those together. Maybe in whatever way that feels comfortable for your wrists without creating too much twisting movement, but that's not comfortable for you, just like a little rolling or rocking motion. Like we do sometimes when we're sitting on the floor and we warm up the base of the spine and the hips by rolling the hips. Let's roll the wrists. So we now go in the opposite direction. Interlace the fingers for a moment and squeeze. See what that's like to have a little bit more firm pressure on the insides of the fingers. Ooh, that's kind of nice. Squeeze and release. Do this a couple times. Maybe even it might feel nice to do this with your own breath. Squeeze and release. And then when you feel ready, go ahead and release the hands into the lap. See how they naturally fall. See how they want to be. Do they want to fall with the palms facing up, face down? Notice any little tingling or vibration in the fingertips, between the fingers and the palms and the wrists. Just where do you feel that little bit of movement and contact and awareness of your hands in the same way that we feel it with our feet? Where does that little vibration and tingling go? Does it just fade away? Does it travel up the arm? And checking in with your breath this morning. It's noticing the pattern of your breathing in the same way we can notice this pattern of vibration in the hands. Is it just an even flow from one breath to the next? Or is there a little pause? 
is one portion of the breath cycle longer or slower than the other. Bringing your awareness to your whole self sitting here in this moment, taking up the space of time. With your hands resting and open, imagine as if almost your hands could hold time, holding the whole space the room around you, the air, feeling of distance between yourself and anything else in the room. Imagine that all of that around you is the feeling of time. And notice the sensation of this in your open hands. What does it feel like to you today? Does it feel heavy? Maybe sticky or humid, like might be where you are. Does it feel airy and expansive? Cool. Consider the way that we feel our environment in a sensory way as a way that we might also feel time in a sensory way. Now shift your awareness to the waiting tea in front of you. And we'll do a little practice of time with our tea. So go ahead and first pick up the tea that you are bringing into your space. This is lovely early June morning. And just allow yourself to notice and to observe which tea that you would like to practice with. Maybe it's starting to get to a place where lighter teas, teas that are cooler and calmer, like green teas, white teas, lighter oolongs, things that feel gentle and refreshing and calming to the body are something that you're ready to start practicing with now. We'll bring your leaves to your nose. Enjoying the slowness, a few luxurious breaths with the tea. And not only enjoying the action of the breathing, but the ability to take that pause and fill the space of your time with nothing more and nothing less than just your own breathing. Noticing what arises as you sit with your tea without the feeling that anything in particular has to arise in order for it to be 
worth your time. when you feel ready, go ahead and serve yourself a little bit of leaves, whatever size pinch might feel good for you and depending on the tea that you're practicing with. A pinch of leaves in the bowl. And we can go ahead and get our hot water. And our hot water doesn't need to be full boiling, especially not in the summer. So it's be hot enough. Once you have your kettle in hand, taking a moment to just pause, holding the kettle, two hands, one hand on the handle, one hand underneath or maybe on top, sure it feels more stable, more comfortable. Just feel the weight of the kettle in the hand and wrist, the forearm up to the elbow. Taking a breath here, just noticing the moment, or slowly adding water over the tea when you're ready. I think it could make it like where it's not the stream that's making the contact with the leaves, it's the end part of the stream. It sounds and kind of looks like rain hitting in the garden outside during a little early summer storm. Let it make some noise. At some point, there's enough water that the leaves start swimming around. And once your bowl is as full as you like right now, and set your kettle aside for a moment. And once again, bringing our awareness back to our hands. And we can either leave our hands in our lap, open and just resting with awareness. Or if our tea is on the table in front of us and it's reachable for us, we can bring our hands alongside our tea bowl. Just let them rest, palms face up. And it might feel good for you. Maybe try to see it's warming up the hands a little bit briefly around the bowl, ever so briefly, if it's very toasty today. Where you are, your bowl might feel extra hot. And then once everything's nice and warm and feels like it's got some good circulation and energy going, then we can let the hands just rest again. And watching what is happening in the surface, below the surface of our tea. Let's invite back in this idea that we held earlier of the hands themselves holding time. That the whole space around you, the air that you breathe is a measure of time. So it's not an abstract concept. It's not something that you have to earn any sort of privilege or right to feel, to witness. 
It is everything all around you and in you. It is also in our bowl of tea. Let's take a minute or so of quiet here to consider for ourselves. And if you're a journaler, you might like to take some notes here. We can also just sit with the idea. In what ways does time show up in your table? In what ways does time show up in your table? How many can you count? And as you're sitting with however many ways of time came to mind for you, which one do you notice the most right now? Which one is calling out to you as the most clear expression of time in your cup? Let's explore some of these together. So first, lifting our cup to our nose. And as we hold the cup initially, we notice that there's a, a difference in time for how hot the cup is from where it was a moment ago to where it is now. Bringing our tea to our nose, breathing in this wonderful aroma. This too is not a static experience. There's transition from it. The first part might be very fragrant and very perfumey, blossoming, where your tea might be very quiet. Maybe it takes a while to notice what's there. And this aroma will fade and evolve as the tea sits. And the fading doesn't have to be a bad. It's not a going away, it's just changing. As the water cools and the tea interacts with the air around it, it just changes. And before we take our first sip, just lowering the bowl for a moment and just noticing the leaves, how they've opened up, 
that being perhaps the most visual expression of the time, how they've shifted and move and continue to shift and move. The gradation of color from the surface to the bottom as an expression of time. The speed or slowness that the little beads of steam drip down on the inside. When you're ready, let's go ahead and take a sip of our tea. Noticing the fullness of that sip. The point from which you decided to lift the cup to the lips to draw in a sip of tea, how long you held it, how long it took for it to make its way down, the length of your exhale. Wow, so many measures of time in just one sip. Does it feel like it's all one point for you or are there different pieces of that experience that you notice the most? When you're ready, try it again. Another sip. Spend the time that you want on the part that is most pleasurable to you. Maybe that is the slowness that you take in the tea. Maybe it's allowing yourself a moment to hold it, to really notice the points of impact and texture in the mouth. Maybe it's to follow the journey of the tea as we swallow or the release of the exhale and how that feels in the body. Consider which part is the most enjoyable for you today. In other words, what's the way you would like to spend your time with your tea? And then taking another sip in the way that you want to spend your time. After that sip, just pause to notice the space between. This little quiet moment of secret extra time. And we can think about the thinking. Notice at what point you're ready to release that 
and perhaps you'd like to take another sip or you consciously want to spend some time just watching the tea. Consciously spend a moment with your eyes closed even. Just notice what happens and become aware of that transition point of ready to move on to the next way that you want to spend a moment of time and do what you need to do. Do what you feel most called to do. We open our discussion this month around how we feel about time with the consideration not of quantity of time, but what we're doing with it. That we can take the same amount of time we would for anything else. Every Friday morning, for example, we gather here and we sit and we drink tea for a certain period of time. That can feel longer or shorter, faster or slower, depending on how you want to use each moment. So first we ask then, where do some of these feelings and emotions around wanting a desire for more time or just time in general, where do they come from? And so as you need, as we sit together, feel free to refresh your tea with more water, see what else comes to the surface. So let your tea be here for you and support you in your exploration. Your tea is a teacher of time. It's not an accessory in your backpack on your journey. It is the compass.
one of my very closest friends is um, moving tomorrow morning from uh, just a few blocks away from where I live here in Chicago uh, to the West Coast. And so after our session today, after we finish tea and contemplation, I'll, I'll go over to, um, to his apartment and say goodbye. And I keep imagining how I'll use the like 30 or 45 minutes that I get to be with him today. And in my fantasy, I can just sort of unravel that time so that it feels endless. And I have enough time to share with him just how incredibly important his presence in my life is. Um, I like to imagine that I'll have enough time for both of our hearts to really kind of melt and merge and that we'll have this, this space to say everything that we want to say to each other. But that's not what will happen. It will, it will feel too short. Um, I'll leave that conversation and later today we'll think, oh, you know, I, I should have said this or uh, I want to write him. I want to write him a letter that is as incredible as as the greatest novel ever written. Um, and so, for me, the desire for time is kind of a desire for timelessness. That I would have the ability to to stop the movement. And yet, paradoxically, move within that stillness with all the freedom that I might desire. I was really stunned to learn in um, my yoga studies that uh, ancient uh, Hindu metaphysics, so the kind of like the study of the physical world. Uh, that comes to us from this kind of South Asian lineage. At the time that these yoga texts were being written, uh, the concept of time as we understand it now was not part of their physics. Uh, instead, the what we feel as time or what we hold as time uh, was considered to be movement. So. Um, theory was created around uh, the, the, the smallest particle of movement that, um, that we can imagine. I believe the word is anu, which means sort of like original or, yeah, primary. Um, one of my favorite words in Sanskrit is anuswara, which means like the original flow. So I think a lot about how time, which is so essential to our way of understanding reality, is a construct. And um, it is a construct that was brought into being with particular motivations and intentions. Um, 
we cannot separate our understanding of time from our understanding uh, of capitalism. Um, the need to synchronize events at different times in order for these very specific kinds of schedules and flows to occur. And so our, our whole orientation to time is really culturally determined. And receiving that makes me want to break out of it. How do I, how do I break this frame? How can I have a more expansive relationship to time? I really enjoyed listing the different ways in which time I perceive time within my, my T-bowl. And what that exercise showed me is that there are these different dimensions of movement within time. And my understanding of time at any moment is determined by what I'm paying attention to. So when we, when we have this desire for time, which I, I imagine is often a desire for more time, perhaps we can remember Suze's guidance in that exercise. At any moment, what, are the, what is the evidence of time around us? What is the evidence of time moving and which of the flows do we want to really hold as the primary instrument or measure at that moment? And we have that incredible freedom, that freedom of awareness to decide. How do we immerse ourselves in the sweetness of feeling. How might we um, respond to the flow of time to do that, to move into the heart center? Uh, how might we tune into the flow of time when we uh, desire efficiency, when, when we need to get something done? In what ways might we collaborate with the flow in order to create spaciousness, the feeling of not being bound by time? Suze has asked us to do what we feel most called to do. And it's really beautiful for me to consider what calling means in relationship to the flow of time. When we tune into that sense of calling, 
is that a moment when we when we are outside of time? And is then the doing in response to the call a return to the flow of time? One of the insights that has emerged for me through my, uh, yeah, sure. Uh, Susan is asking if I can repeat those last two sentences. Um, I definitely can't, but I can try. <laughs> so um, is the sense of, of feeling a calling, is that a timeless sensation? Is there something about the internal arising of desire that for me that's how i might define calling but i think for other people you might spatialize that differently that calling might feel like it's coming from outside or there's something about the body mind being in collaboration or context with an environment or other beings that produces this um, this kind of stream of desire. Is that a timeless space? And is our movement back into the doing, which is a response to that calling, that kind of longing is that when we step back into the flow of time? One of the insights that's arisen for me from my pranayama practice, right? And these are practices of breathing, essentially, uh, is that slowing down my breath gives me the experience of slowing down time. So if I ignore the clock and I sit down and I take 10 breaths as slowly as I can, very quickly, I, I lose that sense of being held by chronology. And then when I come out of that practice, I really have no idea 
how much time has passed. And often what I find is I think it's been 30 minutes and it's been seven. And so in a, in a, a world in which um, it feels like we're pushing time so hard, right? Where, where we have the pedal to the metal and there's never enough time to do all of the things that we imagine doing in this fleeting life. It feels really useful to locate practices or situations or contexts in which our sense of time, um, perhaps we could say our sense of time expands or our relationship to time slows down. It might not be breathing for you. There are other ways in which we can arrive at that. So maybe just taking a moment this morning to reflect on what you feel most called to do and how does that calling relate to the flow the movement that that we are we have named as time Thank you so much for sitting with us today. Um, if you have any questions about anything that I shared, uh, you can reach me at info at adamgrassi.com, G-R-O-S-S-I, uh, is the way that last name is spelled. And uh, I'll just pass it over to you, Suze. And you can reach me at Suze at beingt.com, S-O-O-Z at beingt.com. And you can also join Adam and I live any Friday morning for a session of tea contemplation where you can practice with a group of fellow people on the path. If you'd like a little company and some discussion after each session, we hope to see you soon.